TV Corner. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Funcore TV Corner podcast, where we talk about Lovecraft Country, HBO's wild uh, fantasy horror extravaganza. Um, I'm Alex Kirschbaum in Los Angeles, joined by Armani Barone in Seattle. Hello, Armani. Hey, what's up, guys? I feel like I switch every time we do this now. Yes, the jet-setting Armani Barone. Responsibly jet-setting. I just want to put that out there. Responsibly jet-setting. Very good. Um, well, we've got uh, episode 8, Jigga Bobo, um, to discuss. Uh, directed by series creator Misha Green and written by Green and uh, Uhuma Ofordiri. Um so, following the police murder of her friend Emmett Till, a reeling Diana, who, if people don't remember, is the daughter to the deceased George and the still missing Hippolyta, is stalked by the magical Captain Lancaster, who uh, casts um, two homicidal transdimensional demons uh, out against her uh, in a curse. In order to save a pregnant lady, Atticus turns to Christina, his cousin, to help him cast a protective spell. Knowing that he risked death in casting the spell and having traveled into the future using the same Hiram Epstein um, magical uh, device that Hippolyta used in last week's episode to discover that his son George Freeman will write a Lovecraft Country novel, Atticus confides his his frustration in his dad Montrose. Montrose decides that he will cast the spell and risk the consequences in order to save his son, his grandson, and Letty. Um, Meanwhile, Ruby and Christina uh, continue to see each other. At the end of the episode, uh, and Christina is under the guise of William, is the name of the guy? Yeah, William. Um, At the end of the episode, Lancaster and his police goons beset uh, Lady's boarding house. A Lovecraftian beast appears to kill most of the cops, and we discover that Montrose's spell has worked. Across town, Diana is finally attacked by the two ghoulish spirits cast upon her by Captain Lancaster, while her uncle Montrose tries to save her. So yeah, that is Jacob Bobo. And Bobo is the nickname of Emmett Till. And we, we met him once briefly uh, in the basement of um, the boarding house when Diana and her friends were trying to summon spirits with a Ouija board. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just hopping in on this episode, I mean, this this series really tries to be, you know, shine a different light and perspective on like historical events so i think it's really interesting that they managed like you know have fantasy but also some fiction or non-fiction non-fiction is the truth yeah non-fiction as well um and i think i mean this is the story of emmett till is definitely one that should always be shared i mean just so this horror is not repeated and so that we don't lose empathy and understand the true gravity of what happened and I don't know where you want to start off in this, but I think um, just if we can just jump into like Ruby and Christina's interaction, um, Ruby obviously being a, a human being and a black woman really is affected by Emmett Till's that murder and the fact that at the time um, Emmett Till's funeral was an open casket so that people could really understand the horror of like what happened to him. And Christina coming from this very detached place of like privilege and just sort of being on her own um, sort of journey through to her immortality doesn't have a lot of empathy for Emmett until we get to the end of the episode when essentially the entire murder is reenacted upon her. 
and she's able to we finally see like really understand how intense and how serious this is and i think it's really important to like not only it's one thing when you talk about the actions that were i mean the horrible things that were done to him but when you actually see it on screen albeit done to like a white woman who often i think it's a state it's a statement in itself because like like almost instinctually through our own like brain whitewashing um we are able to sympathize more with like white bodies especially in these kind of violent moments so having it happen to like what is viewed as the most delicate form of whiteness which is a white woman um you really understand how horrible um what you know what what happened to him it was so i'm i'm I really appreciate the way the show did it in a way that it didn't show us what happened, but we're able to reenact it through another person who, uh, in some ways for a lot of people, would garner more of a reaction to, if that makes sense. Interesting. Yeah, I um, I, I thought it was... Uh, it was all well done. It was... Um, it was weird because at that point we didn't know if her if she was immortal yet because she'd been chasing immortality. But but then when we find out that she's achieved it is after the murder. Oh well, attempted murder. Also, just nice to not see that happen um, to a, a black body again because like yeah, it's just I don't know. It's just all over the place right now, and so it was weirdly a relief to see it happen to a non-black character. Just like just sparing us one time so <laughs> yeah from, from also, seeing that yeah that's also true yeah it's a, like still able to show us like the weight of what happened without like having to make us endure seeing it through another like black person being going through this trauma um also i mean i guess we're in the comp the in the whole realm of like christina and ruby for example um i am do you think that christina again has any sort of actual feelings for ruby or a christina k william or is still just like using her i remain deeply confused about what christina gets out of that relationship but i don't know they've explained other stuff now that i was having questions about that we both had questions about in prior episodes um because i was thinking about how we were unsure of um you know like letty's pregnancy like how that was going to play out or like how important uh, Hippolyta was the overall story, and it's and now it's like that kind of stuff has been answered. Or like where Atticus went um, during the uh, when he used the device, the Hiram Epstein device. So it was just yeah, it was. Um, I'm assuming that they're gonna tell us what Christina's end goal ultimately is with Ruby. Definitely seems like there's something going on. There's some intention. I mean, because we know that sort of she wants access to her to Ruby's family, you know, through Ruby's, Ruby's connected to Atticus through this, uh, you know, Ruby's eventual nephew. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's, it feels like Ruby has, like, really, like, almost fulfilled her purpose to Christina, so at this point, it is, like, unsure whether or not this, like, this platonic slash romantic, I don't really know how to define the relationship, how it's really going, versus, like, if Ruby's trying to figure out how she, she can also use Christina slash William to, like, gain more access to magic. I don't think it's really going to work on Ruby's favor, but, you know, rooting for her in the end. Yeah, I hope that she's not a, a casualty of uh, Christina's, you know, sort of ambiguous plotting. So we'll see. I like their, their crazy sex scene, though, where um, <laughs> uh, was, Ruby takes yeah. that pill. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was uh, not expecting that. Yeah, it was pretty weird. Did they like time it so that she'd be shedding her skin at the time of orgasm? Or like, what, what the hell was that? It was wild. Well, the thing that I don't get is I feel like usually, I mean, I don't know how often they have to sip the potion. They really don't establish any time rules. I yeah. thought she could go through a whole shift at uh, her last job without Macy's? changing. So Marshall Fields. Marshall Fields. Yeah, so that would have been at least, uh, I mean, was she working full time? I mean, at least a six-hour shift, you know, so. Yeah, are we to assume they had sex for six hours? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah, so I feel like they just really wanted the shot to happen and just didn't want to establish any sort of, like, address any sort of, like, time rules. Maybe it's not tied into time. Maybe it's tied into, like, the exertion of emotions or or something or bodily exertion. I don't know. There were, like, again, like you said, there's no rules, so it's like they can kind of do whatever they want, which is sort of annoying. But but because they've established that the rules are not that that clear yet, they there's they have license to kind of go in different directions. I mean, with, with the show in it. general, they really don't have any rules. So in some way, yeah, going back to your point, it is kind of frustrating, but also sort of like, should we just like? Sit back and relax and enjoy it. I don't know. There is an element with like fantasy where you just sort of have to like let let go with reason and just accept the symbolism. Right. Yeah. And again, like we got what at least two more episodes, so maybe all will be uh, revealed. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, speaking of symbolism, let's talk about Christina helping Atticus cast that protection spell. Um, I actually was at at some point I doubted her. You know, like, are we going to trust anything that she gives Atticus willingly? But apparently we see that it works later in the episode. Yeah. Again, points to, like, the ambiguity of Christina, which they mentioned in the episode. They say, you know, you can't trust her. When, when um, I think Atticus tells Letty that um, he got, like, the protection spell from her, I think Letty says you can't trust her. I think. Not 100% on that. Or maybe it's Letty talking to Ruby about their... Uh, about ruby and christina's relationship either way i think letty's the one who doesn't think that christina can be trusted and then Agnes also feels that way so so yeah so we still don't really know it seems like she's trying to help them but maybe she's gonna like pull the rug out from under their feet at the end or something yeah i mean we to this point like apparently she's we sort of like don't really see her master plan slash the path she's taken so right now christina does feel a little bit like a puppet master but also her interactions with ruby seem less calculated so it's, it's hard to say you know, with her, if she just cares more about immortality and doesn't really care about who sort of gets what they want along the way. Like, maybe she isn't completely anti-Atticus. She just is more, like, pro-Christina. So, in the future, that might mean, like, there that she does in some way assist Atticus if it ultimately means helping her at the same time. Interesting. Speaking of Atticus, we're kind of going, <laughs> kind of going backwards into this. Um, Atticus is becoming, like, has become a less and less likable character as the show has gone on, in my opinion. And this especially comes out with his interaction with Gia and Letty. Yeah, I agree. That was really weird. Especially the, the Gia part of that. Because, like, she comes in, she's flown in from South Korea, I guess, to profess her love to him, or, or to say that he's in danger to try to help him. And he just immediately just yells at her and tells her to get out. And uh, that's kind of it. We don't see her again. I, mean, I think we're trying to establish her as a villain. he literally says that, like, but... what we had wasn't real. Like, what? Like, are you talk- like, why do you think he's such a complete asshole? Like, I don't understand, like... There was, I also don't understand, like, I think this scene was also written in a way that, like, I didn't, don't agree with as far as, like, Letty being, like, really upset with Gia, slash, like, jealous, slash, like, this is, like, his ex-girlfriend, like, I don't understand the, 
the issue. Yeah, they're, they're both just like, get the fuck out like, at different points. Like, Letty says it to Atticus, she's like, she needs to get the fuck out. And then Atticus is like, you gotta get the fuck out. And it's like, well, come on, like, you know, she's trying to help. Yeah, yeah, it seemed like, again, the issues, like, really are between, like, Atticus and Letty, with Letty being upset about, like, him not being honest about Gia, which, to be fair, is a fair thing to be upset about, especially when it comes to, like, some magical sexual interaction. Which I feel like is a lot goes plays along the same rules as like you know, if you have like an STD, you should probably be honest about it. If you had sex with someone and like their tentacles came out to attack you, I feel like you know you should maybe tell your partner, especially yeah. if you know that partner is gonna have your child. I don't know. I just feel like that, given everything that's happened this far with like magic and things happening, you know it's obviously a magical thing. I feel like you should talk about this. So Atticus is in the wrong and in the wrong for how he treated Jiha, who just like is just trying to help. Yeah, it is kind of weird. Yeah, they just kind of threw her in there, and then she's gone. I mean, they I'm assuming she's gonna. Over the phone. Yeah, I'm assuming she comes back to like to be a villain or something. Maybe she'll hook up with William and then suck his soul out slash Christina's soul, and that'll be the end of her. There you go. I don't know. I mean, we don't know. Um, but I, I guess I mean, she. Yeah, she's gender fluid. Like, literally, she, she changed genders. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. And finally, getting into Diana being haunted or stalked by these spirits uh, cast upon her by Captain Lancaster, who exists, to, I guess, well, it doesn't exist now, but, like, who existed to just be a douchebag. But, so I'm glad that it's over. His character Is he for sure no dead? Gross. Did he for sure die? I mean, it looks like he got a full arm slash face ripped off, but it's ambiguous i guess maybe i mean they wanted to bring him back he they i guess he could still be alive but he wait i just thought about something what remember how like when ruby was in his his office she saw that like he had this like body in there that he was like this guy he was like keeping like who looked like he was sort of like operated on and we saw that lancaster's body looked like he'd be sort of like frankenstein pieced together right maybe because we saw his arm get bitten off like maybe he's not completely murdered and they just like do another, like, Hiram-level, like, box surgery on him. Oh, yeah, maybe. And just keep, like, Frankenstein monstering him. That'd be pretty cool, but I wish they'd also, like, in some ways, like, give his character, like, some more, like, purpose, besides just, like, sort of being, like, an antagonist to literally everyone else for no reason. He's, like, right, a simultaneous attack antagonist to Christina and Atticus, in the Atticus crew. Right, he's just evil, and, like, he doesn't have much nuance or depth or particular motivation outside of just, like, consolidating and, and maintaining his power no i mean i guess you could say it's all motivation of all cops a cab but true i just also feel like if you're gonna include him and give him like a name and like make him you know he's not just like some cops snooping around like he obviously is involved within like the sons of adam and like the whole realm of magic so like we i just feel like we need a little bit more yeah i agree for sure um let's see okay broadly i think this episode was pretty good i like i felt like it really tied some stuff up even though the GI thing was kind of awkward, um, at least to sort of try to resolve her story a bit and then try to like tie up the Montrose Atticus relationship. Um, so yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. Interested to see how they wrap up this season now that we're getting close to the finish line. Yeah, I um, do you have any predictions? Um, well, Atticus has floated the possibility that he might die um, in five days, so there's that. Um, I think I think he will not die. But, uh, you know, obviously Montrose was open to sacrificing himself on Atticus's behalf, so 
I don't know. We're gonna we're seeing another death. It's one of our core remaining characters, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing it's uh, Matros, but that's also kind of the more obvious choice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think in the grand scheme of things, it would be interesting if Atticus does die because, as Letty points out, like literally everyone else around him has died except for him. I. I feel like Montrose is too on, is a bit on the nose, but it would be a good redemption arc, especially for like all the trauma that he caused Atticus in his, in his life earlier. Right. I don't. I mean, my prediction is that Christina and the rest of the group are gonna actually team up a lot more going forward, and Christina will die before the end of the season, and William will profess his love to Ruby, who will then use her own magic and maybe inherit the house but isn't christina immortal now or only or are you saying that she'll somehow get her immortality revoked yes yes i feel like in some overlooked way like maybe she'll be like too cocky atticus will have spread something in lovecraft country where he knows how she will could be defeated yeah okay i could see that i mean that'd be interesting i don't really love that christina character so I don't mind that. I don't know where they would go for a second season. Yeah, she's kind of. Honestly, I wish I almost wish she was William one hundred percent of the time. I don't. Yeah, the, the show doesn't really have an amazing villain. They have like I I enjoy those creepy spirit girls chasing Diana. Um. And Christina's so ambiguous that we don't even know if she's a villain exactly yet. And then the cop is like you said, just so one dimensional. Mhm. So, we'll see. We'll see where things go. But yeah, maybe Ruby does a heel turn or something. Yeah. yeah. All right, this concludes episode eight of Lovecraft Country. And um, thanks, Armani, for throwing down in Seattle. Yeah, thank you. Uh, excited to see how this season ends. Wrap this up. Get some more answers. Hit that conclusion. Stop that knocking at the door. Let me in. Stop that knocking. Let me in. Stop that knocking. Let me in. You no had better stop that knocking at the door. Let me in. Stop that knocking. Let me in. Stop that knocking. Let me in. You had better stop that knocking at the door.